Welcome to the first episode, uh, Alpha Unleashed podcast. I've brought my very good friend, Jordan Sherlock, with me today. Uh, we've hired a studio here to do it properly. And uh, thank you for coming, Jordan. So Jordan, I actually met here in the early days of moving over to Dubai. And uh, we, we hit it off. We've had a, a bit of a very, well, fun experience over the last two years-ish. We both came um, kind of thinking it would be a bit of a holiday, didn't we? So tell me about your experience and why you're here. Yeah, so far, so good. So the reason why I'm here is I've been sick and tired of the same life that I was living for eight years um, in the same industry, the security systems, a bit lost with life. I wanted to change, so I thought, let's go to Australia. Australia's borders were obviously closed, so this was literally the only place that was open. Um, during COVID, came here for five nights and absolutely loved it, and here ever since. It was pretty good in COVID, wasn't it? I mean, the UK was an absolute shit show, and I did exactly the same. Came over in COVID, only really, like I was actually going to go to Future Ventura on my own, just to run my online business, uh, chill in the sun, go for walks, and have a week on my own. And then actually a client at the time said, who lives in Dubai, said, oh, why don't you come here? It's pretty normal here. Mm. So I thought, yeah, why not? I'd done it before on a holiday. Thought, well, the weather's good there in winter as well. And uh, yeah, and the rest is history, really. Yeah, and like that's the same with me. Like I said, five, five, five nights I came, um, was due to go back. And I was like, with the COVID situation at home, I was only allowed out for one hour. I don't know if that was the same in the UK. Yeah, it was. I one don't think anyone stuck to it, but it was hour. the rule. Yeah. Um, best decision best decision I've ever done mm -hmm. um, like obviously my goal was to come into the fitness industry after being in the same industry for 8 years supposed to go to Australia obviously the borders were shut came here met the likes of you and just fell in love with the life and obviously mm. the job that I'm doing today yeah yeah so t tell us about that transition from the job obviously you were in a good job earning good money good at it yeah there's always that sort of mix isn't there between what you enjoy and what is going to pay well yeah so of yeah of course like when I was growing up, I was chasing money and money only. So my values was get money, live a better lifestyle. And then I had a moment when I was um, back in my old job back in Ireland. And I was like, even if I was to earn an extra 15, 20K, would this make my life better? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, no chance. Like to be told that you can only have 21 to 28 days holidays a year was a no-no for me. Um, so I did make a big step going to fitness industry, being the same industry eight years. Um, obviously, money is a big factor because um, I need to make a living. Mm -hmm. So obviously, when I came here, I still picked up the same similar job that I was doing just to build an income um, start building clients in my apartment gym. And then I just made a transi transition from the business that I was in into the PT world. Mm. It's, it's tough, isn't it? I think that's what a lot of people struggle to take that risk. And I've been having a chat with someone that, that is in my program that works with, with me and he wants to leave his full-time job, a stable income. And obviously if you get advice from say your parents, mm. it would be not to take a risk. Like they want stability for you, don't they? It's, oh no, nine to five, get, you know, get a good uh, pension, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, and then retire at that age. And, and neither of us want that life, no, do we? That's it. And, and that's what's it like. Obviously, I love my parents, but that was something that they were telling me to do. Get mm. in, get it, do your apprenticeship, make a good wage, and you don't they don't want you in a dead end job because the fitness industry was always considered a dead end job. Yeah, or uh, not long term. Not, not long term. So, um, but in fairness, I did get the back, and when I when I told them my state of mind, I felt a bit lost. 
I was like mm. doing something that I'm not passionate about, waking up on a Monday, dreading going into work, and then obviously Friday comes, you're living for the weekend, and I was just sick at that cycle. So for anybody that's out there doing the same thing, I'm not necessarily saying quit your job and then just go into something else, but build something on the side, wherever that yeah. is, whatever your passion is, just go for it because we're a long time dead. Yeah, well, what is the worst that can happen, really? Like you say, especially if you build it alongside, if it kicks off, great, you then have the back into jump ship. Or if it doesn't, you're in the same position, really, aren't you? Exactly, yeah, that, that, that's it. So, yeah, so you were meant to go to Australia. You came here. What, what do you really love about Dubai mm. and why is it you're now looking, because I know you're looking pretty long-term here. Mm. What do you love about Dubai? Is there any things that you, maybe negatives, you don't like so much? Yeah, so first and foremost, obviously the sun helps. Waking up every day, your mood is 10 times better, yeah. Um, the people that I've met, now obviously I have great friends at home and they're always going to be my best mates, but the people that I've met here now, like yourself, like some of the other lads, I'm like, wow, I can, my, my brain is opening a bit more. Um, I can see what's possible. Um, things that I really dislike, just the traffic. Oh, yeah, really? it's literally just the traffic. I, like when I sit there and say, what do I actually dislike about the place? There's not much mm. that comes to mind. Um, and definitely can see myself here for the next five, 10 years, maybe, maybe even longer. Mm. Who knows? What about yourself? Well, I, so yeah, I, I came as, as a holiday and thinking, about well, I'll go two to four weeks and then I'd sort of extended right to the end of my holiday visa and just playing golf out here because obviously I love golf, mm. like the courses are insane. The social scene is incredible, mm. isn't it? I don't think there'll it be many incredible. places that are better. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that social aspect. And, and just generally, like we spoke about this a lot, the negativity of a lot of people at home, like, you know, the, the weather and just generally in jobs, going to the same pubs every week yeah. and... And yeah, like you say, waking up, just there is so much negativity and the news is just full of negativity, loads of crime. Obviously, we don't get crime here, really. That's it. Um, like like where, where I'm originally from, my town is about a mile long <laughs> and there's six, seven pubs, three bookies, two or three bookies and about three or four takeaways. That's fucking it. Yeah. So when you say about the social scene over here, it is amazing. Like, it's not just about going to the same place. Mm. The beach clubs, yacht parties, rooftop bars. It's honestly, the, it's the best thing. Oh yeah, actually, everywhere I've been so far that I've travelled, there's no place like this. Mm. No place like this. Now I've, I'm well travelled, so mm. I've been to places in the States, I've been to Australia, I've been to pl main places, main cities in Europe, and the lifestyle here for work and lifestyle is top class yeah it, there is nothing but i just remember when i came out here and i met people and just thinking jesus you're it's like you're in holiday mode all the time like you're so fortunate to be here and then after i got an invite back a friend actually invited me back only a month after i went back home for christmas and said why don't you come back out in, in january someone else we knew was coming out and i just thought no i want to get my head down want to work and i thought hang on i was working fine out here mm. I thought January is probably the shittiest month in the UK. Mm. Um, no one really wants to do anything. The weather's yeah, yeah. poor. We've just had Christmas. And I just thought, no, why not? And then for me, I just, in that period of time then, I thought, no, I can live here. Mm. Why wouldn't I? I've made so many friends mm. in a short space of time. Uh, and then obviously the lockdown came and I ended up spending about eight, eight, eight or so months here mm. straight where it was on the red list. I thought, well, I'm bit, I have to pay, I think it was about nearly two grand to mm. do a hotel quarantine mm. during COVID uh, in a 
dingy, shitty hotel, um, or I can spend about two grand and get a month's accommodation at a decent place with a marina view here. Like yeah. no brainer. It's no brainer. Can you see yourself here long term? Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like as like you, I loved I love to travel. Um, we did obviously a nice bit of travel last summer yes, as we well. Did. So I think for me, it's leaving the summer see family, spend time in the UK um, and just yeah, bounce around Europe a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, we had a good trip in Bali, didn't we? Unbelievable. The only, the only thing about, like obviously, like you said, we've travelled, so we were three months in Bali. The only thing that I struggled with was a solid routine. Mm. Um, like, I obviously, I, the online online PT, it's great. You get to travel wherever you want, but it is hard to get into that sort of routine of work-life balance. So, like, when I was in Bali... I was just maintaining what I had. I had no motivation to do content um, and grow the business. It was yeah. just a matter of fact of, I'm happy what I have. I don't really want to do anything. It was very, very tough. And for, for me, I, I majority of my client base in the UK, which was seven hours behind, I was taking calls of clients. I was taking new sales calls mm. at three, four in the morning sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then... Not not really getting to experience the travel, nor go all mm. in with the business either. So that's the only downside, really. Like, you're never fully immersed in either. Yeah. Um, and then we were getting to the weekend, obviously, social out there, beach clubs. Every week, every weekend was getting, getting hammered. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, and <laughs> grafted with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the week was like, shit, right now, really hammering work. Um, so I found myself not really exploring yeah. much, but really hard in work and then really hard in... Yeah. boozing and enjoying ourselves which was obviously great and very where, fortunate where would you like that. to go on the summer this time around oh, i'd love to go back to marbella now the reason why we go away in the summer is because the weather here is stinking hot terrible <laughs> i done one summer here before i think you've done one summer as well yeah, yeah and my god like you literally you come out of your apartment and you just sweat like that never experienced anything like yeah. it mental it's like a hairdryer in your face 24 yeah. 7 so marbella I'd love to do Marbella. Um, I mean, you spoke about like, Spain and Madrid, maybe, and stuff like that, didn't you? Yeah, I was thinking about Spain and Madrid. Um, I actually have a client that has gone over to Madrid has, who has a family home over there. Mm. And she did mention about going over to her for a couple of weeks if I'm in the area. So I'm thinking about doing Madrid, Spain, um, definitely Europe, I think, this time around. Yeah, it's perfect in the summer, yeah. isn't it? For sure. That was the only thing with Bali. Bali, it wasn't the best time of year to be there, really, was it? No. Weather wasn't amazing. No, no, no. But I, I did think, I was, remember we were talking to our taxi driver. He did say it generally is decent at that time. But like you said, it rained every day. Yeah, pretty every much. 10, 15 cloudy minutes, every cloud, afternoon. Cloud, cloudy. Yeah, that's, that's it. So, um, yeah. And I, I was missing all of the all of the morning because I was basically going to bed at sometimes five a.m. after doing calls, generally between three and four, and then I wasn't getting up to about eleven. And everyone said, "Oh, it's, it's beautiful in the morning." So I said, "I haven't seen." Never them. slept. <laughs> yeah. I was quite fortunate because most of my clients are in Dubai, yeah. and you have the eight is it eight hours from UK and Bali. Seven, I think. Seven. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was three or four in. Three Dubai. or four for Dubai. Yeah, yeah, so it was absolutely ideal Not for me. Problem, no. No, for for me, I just see I see the rest of my life really settling in Dubai, having it as a hub, and just travelling around, which is the joy of being online, isn't it? One hundred. And when we think back to like what you said at the start, being in a job you don't like, that you don't have the freedom, you've got to ask permission to even go out a weekend, and maybe that gets you know rejected yeah, if you're yeah. on a long weekend. Yeah. For for me, I was I was I was at that point, but I have luckily always done what I enjoyed because I went straight into 
the fitness industry from yeah. university. So I was, but although I really enjoyed it, again, I was in the gym for 60 to 75 hours a week, mm. depending on exactly how many sessions mm. or where they were scattered around, or if I had to catch up on some, if someone maybe canceled or whatever. And for me, I was living for the weekend, even in a job I loved. Mm. And I, I remember when I first realized that travel was the most important thing to me or my most thing, mm. thing I like to enjoy most. It was when I wanted to go traveling for f five or six weeks with a friend. We'd both come out of really long-term relationships mm. and we were like, right, we could do Thailand. Did Thailand you say a long-term relationship? Yeah, I do <laughs> sometimes have them, yeah. <laughs> so five and a half year relationship uh, kind of reached a point where I, I just didn't think it was quite for, for, for me. Mm. And I wanted to uh, basically be single, quite frankly, and uh, have a break from that. So we both were a little bit lost as the terms after we both had long-term relationships and very similar time. And uh, we wanted to go away. And I had to, even though I was a PT, not paid by them, 100% commission, I still had to ask permission. And it was basically refused. And uh, and I, they said, oh, you can have two weeks. I was like, I, I, need, I need longer. I said, at the end of the day, I, they were getting commission off of every client I had. Yeah, yeah. So I was making them a load of money. Um, and they're like, well, no, two weeks is the rule. And in the end, I said to them, I, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for this. And they sort of agreed on five. Uh, so because obviously I'm making the money, they didn't want to leave me. So that automation worked, mm. but then I, you know, it was actually nearly six weeks. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I pushed it and then they actually gave me a disciplinary. How many PTs had you got a week then? I was delivering about 35 sessions a week. Right, so it's intense. It is. When people were hearing that, maybe they're not personal trainers, yeah. will think 35 hours, well, I do a 40 hour week. Yeah. But when you think 35 hours, as a personal trainer, yeah, you have to is that one hour start at six yeah. or six thirty. You might have two sessions, three sessions, then you have a half an hour break, and then you have one or two, and then you might have a four hour gap yeah. in the middle of the day where you might train, eat, shower, create some content, um, plan sessions, tap in with a couple of clients. I used to do it where I then text the clients from the previous day mm. um, how they were how they were going, blah blah, and then you and then you have the evening evening stint where you might, I'd have like a normally a half four. Um, and a half five now I'd have a half an hour off and then I'd literally have like bang 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 yeah. up to 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock would be my finish mm. so you have no life and I just remember thinking to myself if I have a family I'm not seeing them till the weekend mm. I'm out all day and for me it was always a case of I wanted to transition online I wanted to have an online business and I I was thinking right well if I have x amount here um, from online mm. x amount from PT it's a good it's a good wage and I could reduce my hours um, but obviously it, it went better than I ever could have dreamed to the point where it just wasn't worth me doing that anymore. And now, yeah, working online gives us that ability. Do, do you miss PTing? I do. I do miss that. It was Some of my best friends back at home in the UK were from being clients. Yeah. You build such a rapport, don't you? And Money talks, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it, it was, it was just like you're talking to someone every yeah, day, course, all day, yeah, every day. I know. And it's yeah. great, isn't it? So yeah. that, I do miss that element, but what, I think a lot of people don't realise is you generally get way better results online than you would face to face mm. because at the end of the day, two hours a week in the gym, mm. maybe with a PT or three, whatever it might be, it's That's the it. other 260 odd hours of exactly. the, that make the difference. When most people are obviously looking for fat loss, I understand like when you're teaching someone execution of an exercise, skill acquisition, you need to learn the techniques because it's yeah. a skill. But once you do that, or if you're 
if you you know you kind of know how to do it anyway, then yeah. it's really accountability and support you're paying for, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And but for me now, because where I am at my stage of journey, PT is massive for me. Um, mm. Like if I just went straight online, which a lot of people just do, yeah, mm. um, I would miss out on so much. Like for an example, if I find coaching women, I know exactly what part of the gym they feel uncomfortable in mm. because I can see it. Now, if I'm doing programming for somebody and I'm gathering questions, I know what part of the gym they may be struggling with. So, obviously, if there's a new woman that's coming for me for coaching, the last thing I'm going to do is have her where all the lads are, where the heavy heavy dumbbells are. They're so intimidating, do a little, they? little circuit in the corner, mm. four, four or five different exercises, and just build their confidence. Stuff like that I would never pick up on, mm. even though I've been training all my life, really, since I'm like 16, 17, I would never pick up on that. So that's why it's been fundamental for me mm-hmm. to to stick with person trainer for ne- person trainer for now. I think I think it's very important. I mean, I was on the gym floor for 10, 10 or eleven years, doing that many sessions since month three mm. of doing it. Um, I got straight up to maximum diet after two or two and a half months. So d- delivered literally. I think it, I worked it out being like eleven and a half thousand personal training sessions mm. in that time, and that hundred percent for that exact reason. Is, is, is key uh, and just exercise execution knowing actually oh this client struggles to feel this muscle in this area but doing this variation they feel it more exactly and stuff and anything like that yeah um how would you normally set somebody up who is brand new to the gym if they're if they're coming to you online and they're brand new to the gym, never been to the gym never been to the gym but they want to go to the gym how would you set them up start with the absolute basics and exactly like what you said what are they comfortable doing mm. i remember actually a an online client but lived locally i uh, i met up with her actually to go into the gym because she had a massive fear of it so we met up there and i, kn- I knew that as soon as i got in there and, and she had one one session i just showed her a few things that'd be it um but like you say like go it like a lot of people just program right single arm row in the dumbbell area yeah, yeah. get on the cables they don't know how to a fucking adjust the yeah. cable machine let alone use yeah. it so like you said do something simple it's got to be yeah. st- you've got to walk before you can run effectively, don't yeah. you? So yeah, do do the most simple things, and and I think ask them what are you willing to do, what you're not willing to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. And generally, if if it's a fat loss thing, it is fairly irrelevant, mm. isn't it? Mm. What they're doing mm. from that point, mm. like stick get the fundamentals with the diet first. If mm. they see weight dropping off them, and they're going to the gym, they're going to get the buy-in that well, it's actually working for once. Where a lot of people spinning the wheels, aren't they? Yeah. Not really getting anywhere. Yeah, and and that, that in fairness, that's a mistake I kind of done at the start was giving too much too early. Mm. So, for example, if a guy or girl came to me that had no experience in the gym, I would give them stuff that they were uncomfortable with. Yeah, and then I was like, right, let's dial it back now. Let's just do two sessions a week doing the exact same exercises, and that's it. So. Essentially, I'm not looking to feed. I need to give them this because it makes me feel like I'm a better coach. Or a matter of fact, they're fine just doing machines. It hasn't got to be the most optimal thing, has it? It's got to be what they're happy to do. It's like we'd love to get every client doing barbell hip thrusts. Exactly. They don't want to set the bar up on the floor and and pick up the big weights and all that. They're not going to do it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's finding that right balance for sure, isn't it, when it comes to that? So do you see yourself um, always try and do some... Per, uh, in person yeah I the reason why is because I noticed when I went away to Bali for three months obviously I wasn't PT then and then when I came back I felt like I was sharpening the tools again so when I was going through different exercises having different conversations I just felt like oh, yeah, I am picking back up on it now so for the time being definitely yes because I absolutely love it like put it this way 
as you know, I work Saturdays and I work Sunday mornings. And if it was any other job, I'd be like, oh, fuck this. Oh, yeah. yeah. But because you enjoy it. But because I love it. Um, I mean, like I get up in the morning, like, let's, let's get it. Like, I absolutely love it. I love the people that I coach. And yeah, so that's something that I'll be doing for the time being. Yeah, I, I remember it just popped to my head now, but there was a, um, going back to that whole like trading off, like enjoyment, money, because like you say, we have to earn money. We'll work for money. Of course, yeah. But I remember it's 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 said that there's a that sort of, I guess that peak of income where when you went earn over that, you don't actually get any more satisfaction. Mm. And I think it's about 80-ish thousand pounds because mm. that gives you a great deal of freedom, etc. Because... Uh, there is a lot of people that earn an incredible amount of money, don't they? Mm. But they fucking hate every day they're at work. Course, or they're, 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 there's that book, Four Hour Working Week. There's somebody working 60 hours a week, yeah. uh, it, slaving away in a job that they're making an absolute fortune yeah, for. Exactly. And that's, and that's why I said I was fortunate because when I had that conversation with myself and I was on a decent wage, I could say, if I got an extra 15, 20,000, would that make my life better? Mm. Not really. Like, like, what could I get? An expensive watch, maybe. Mm. Um, more clothes, expensive clothes. So I was quite fortunate that I copped on to, like, even if I got an extra 20K on my wage, no chance. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the coin, there's obviously people that are in something they really enjoy that isn't so well paid. So it's definitely a, a sweet spot there. But the amount of people that... I mean, if you're, if you're working, say you generally have to put 25 hours into your work, but you really enjoy it. Yeah. And you're making six figures. I'd pick that any time over earning three, four million and grafting sixty hours and something I hate. Yeah. Because I, I think it comes back to that. Earning a hundred grand a year is is plenty to have a very good lifestyle. Of course. Um like even when if I look at it like like I look at my morning routine compared to my old morning routine. So obviously when I'm in my old job, I get up, shower, change, in the car, stuck in traffic, work. Here now is I wake up, shower go for a walk, grab a coffee, then coach my first client. Mm. Stress levels have just gone straight down. And you mould your diary, don't you? You have it how you want, which is why now I'm not having to get up at five after being in the gym at, till 10, getting five hours sleep, which is not enough for me. Exactly. Um, whereas now I, I literally work around the hours that are best for me and how I, because I'm a night owl, so I work very well at night. I'm happy working till 12, one, two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Whereas if I get straight out of bed, I'm groggy. Mm, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't train at that time. I can't work at that time. So I need that hour. And then I, then I feel like I can get into that. But it can be a detriment a little bit as well, can't it? When you're not having to be accountable to someone. It's you. It can be, especially online, it can be quite a lonely industry. Oh, 100%. Just you, your laptop. Yeah, you can bounce around coffee shops. But you don't have that social interaction like you do in a lot of workplaces. No, no, no definitely not. And, and, and that's why we're fortunate with a lot of coaches in our industry. It's a lot of people are close. Where mm. if you go into like different industries, say for example, my own industry was like the security industry. If I had, a, if I was a sales guy and there was another sales guy and there was another sales guy, we're all competing as well. But they're competing at a level where it can be a bit nasty. Yeah. Where us is just totally different, isn't it? This is what I think is good. I say good. There is obviously, it's not everyone like that. But when like obviously we both have mentors. We're in mentorships and a lot of the key part of that is the, is the actual networking isn't it and we know obviously a lot of coaches online coaches out here in Dubai as well what I find is people want to actually help each other mm. whereas in maybe other industries mm. they're they're trying to knock you down constantly mm. obviously you're going to get that in this industry as well but generally the people doing well want to actually help other people 
And normally the ones that are digging out and, and trying to pull people back are the ones that aren't doing so well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. I was going to ask you a little bit about um, experiences with dating in Dubai in general, um, stuff like that. Obviously, it's something you've done out here um, mm. and generally just moving this towards like dating in general, um, marriage. I want to know your opinions on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so marriage, I don't see the point personally. <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're asking me, if I'm being honest, like I'm not going <laughs> to lie like and say, oh, it's the best thing ever. I don't see, I don't see um, the value in it. Now, I do see the value in, obviously, having a loved one, having kids, and that's your family. But putting a ring on a finger, what does that mean, really? Because I think, is it, is, it, is it something like 50% maybe marriages, or just slightly less? It's apparently 50, 45 in the UK. 45% yeah, of marriages end in divorce. End in divorce. So it doesn't really make a difference. You just should be loyal anyway. Well, out of the out of the fifty five that actually are, are currently not divorced, how many of them do you think are actually happy? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this is the thing, right, with, with relationships, right? And I see this all the time, and I, I I've probably been guilty in it, guilty in, it in the past as well. Is when you invest so much time in somebody for three or four years, you kind of say, well, I'm being with them three or four years, so I may as well just keep it going because mm. I've invested that time, three or four years in the relationship, and that's why I think a lot of relationships are. Bit fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's definitely definitely. I mean, I know this from the amount of time I spent on the gym floor, and clients will tell you everything, like how you know about them not being happy, etc. And I, I remember this one woman in particular who wasn't a client, but when I was on the gym floor in the first couple of years, and she was in in a relationship with a guy, not happy. They didn't speak. They hated each other's guts. They they slept in separate bedrooms. But she, she wasn't leaving him, mm. Mm. and I was like, "Why?" Yes, yeah, so like, well, invested. That's my house as well. Yeah. Like, obviously, she'd have to move out. Also, to just surrender to a life of misery. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is it. And especially, have they got kids? Yeah. So, and for an example, right? If uh, grown up, and if you have two unhappy parents in a household, and you think it's a good idea to be in a relationship to keep the kids happy, obviously, it's great to have your mother and father in the same house, but you're not better off being two happy parents. Exactly. Because kids see everything, yeah? When you grow up, you oh, hear they know if you're happy pick, or not. You pick yeah. up and stuff, and you know if something's not right. Um, so I just think you're better off. It's, it's easier, look, I understand it. It is easier, it's easier said than done. It is easier said than done. But why do you think most relationships break up? I think some... I know that sounds like a vague question. Unpopular opinion, but I think... And this is something which held me back in, in kind of really committing to, to and actually getting in a relationship because I think some someone will come in your life and they will serve you for a certain period of your life. Yeah, of course. Sometimes it goes a lot longer, but it's okay because we're going to change. Mm. Like, you know, so how you are, in, especially people that meet maybe in their early 20s, mm. how you are when you're 17, 18, 19, early 20s to how you're going to be at 30, 35 are very different. Of course, yeah. So it might just be a case of you're just not that compatible anymore. Yeah. But like what you said, that the more somebody invests into something, whether it be monetary time, the harder it is to let it go. And that is clear in, in relationships, people staying together. And obviously there's things you have to work through. Of course, but the yeah. amount of people that are in a relationship which does not serve them yeah. and they're just too scared. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe 
a little bit harsh, but w- women especially struggle to be on their own as a rule, generalising. I think they, they need, a lot of women that I know need to be in a relationship. They don't feel comfortable on their own. Mm. And I think you've got to really be comfortable on your own. You need to learn how to be comfortable on your own because if you're not comfortable on your own, then you're probably not going to be a, your best exactly. anyway, are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you find dating and Tinder over here? I, I used Tinder over here early days of Dubai. I haven't been on it for a long time, since maybe about a year now. Okay. Firstly, because Tinder was just full of prostitutes. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. <laughs> um, but so Bumble and Hinge found were better, but the issue with it is catfish galore, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. When you look at them, you think, oh, do they really look like that these days? Yeah. <laughs> or if you see one picture and they have bunny ears, and you go on the date with your bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> is they the chance of them looking how they do in their photos is very unlikely yeah. isn't it like, why why do you think that is the case obviously it is in insecurities but it's i think social media is is a very good thing in, in general but it's how you use it isn't it of course um the the whole perfectionism uh thing women looking at other women seeing the perfect instagram image and stuff like that feeling not worthy enough but the, the, the problem I have, and I remember a girl I used to work with back at the gym, so she was receptionist, and she, this was, I mean, it's, there's a lot more apps out nowadays, but they we're talking probably six, seven, eight years ago. Her friend was, say, she, this, this, she said, she's say a size 16 or so. She used to use this app to chop her arm in half and to be able to shrink herself down to look, say, like a size 10. She would go on dates and then get ghosted after the first date and wonder why yeah. well there's nothing wrong with being a size 16 and some men are going to be looking for that yeah exactly but don't put yourself as a size 10 yeah. because someone who wants a size 10 is going to turn up yeah. and they might not want a girl that's a size 16 yeah so you're wasting both your time yeah so um, what, basically what they're doing here is they're looking for short short-term happiness when they have oh i look good in this photo but then when reality hits and you go on this date it's like what's going on here and it's not just women oh it's men yeah, as well sure. yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we know many people, don't we? We've had a discussion here where because we know them in real life, when we look at their Instagram, it, we just we have quite a laugh about it because mm. it's not the same person, mm. is it? Mm. And uh, like I, it'd be interesting because me and Izzy uh, know this know this girl and uh, she apparently opened up to him and she was saying about how she actually um, uses other girls' photos like she, there's a there's a girl Holy in particular shit. who looks like her from behind and oh she my. will use her photo on her instagram it's not even her and she screen records um like videos of, of, of uh, on first class and stuff like that and uploads it on her story pretending that she is on first class it's crazy like how fucking that is, is that? crazy how I, sad I, is that have you seen this app um i think it's obviously bigger over here because it's more for the sugar daddies oh yeah have you seen this app i, I think, haven't i can't think of the name of the app off the top of my head um but i actually down- women looking for sugar daddies the women looking for sh- for, for sugar daddies now i downloaded it um <laughs> just to have a look to see if i could spot are you at sugar daddy status no, no, sure yeah, you a few, few more years <laughs> a few more years uh but i could fake it um really? <laughs> i could fake it so um on the I can't, I can't think of the name of the app but basically on the app um, I downloaded it first and foremost just to get a feeler for who's actually on this app and I did spot one or two people <laughs> on it so on this app um, the women would obviously have their profile up 
and underneath the profile and their bio they would have their gifts so what they want so they mm. they list off like the handbag a particular handbag a particular pair of glasses um and stuff like this which is shame, crazy. shame there's not a version for us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speak for yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'd sell myself for another roly no problem but it's crazy like like um this obviously we i would never see this at home i would never be exposed no. to this at home this sort of um what goes on here um like again where i live is country country town mm. um but to see um what people do in return for money is crazy Out here in dubai it's it, you get so much of that don't you and i mean you know what i don't have an issue with it like no no it's not i mean the woman's not sleeping with someone for money at the end of the day she if this sad wants a bit of company wants someone to talk to and it's and got more money than sense and it's happy to spend money on them why not like i i uh someone i know her friend has a sugar daddy in the states she lives here and he'll send a you know, louis vuitton bag or buy a louis vuitton bag he'll just send a 500 dollars here and there she never has to meet him she just texts him i mean is there any harm in that no well it's weird it is get weird. Me wrong what do you like, is is it prostitution if they're sending pictures well i don't know if she's sending pictures i'm, I, sure, I, I'm there's, assuming there's, they there's, want something i do reserved. not care what you're saying there's <laughs> something happening there he may live there but there must be something that's she she has to be doing something she's not just, he's not just giving out out of his goodness of his heart well most men don't most men are looking for something let's be serious yeah here. and i'm sure they are i mean so, I'll, I'll not name a name because um in case people clock on but so this uh this this one girl <laughs> met someone on a date in dubai english guy and uh she said she'd kind of liked him blah blah and then towards the end of the day like she was happy to see him again and then he basically just offers a proposition to sleep with her for x amount of money mm -hmm. and she's like well in time i probably would have slept with him anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, yeah i like yeah. the guy i find him attractive <laughs> yeah. but he's just blown it he <laughs> said it was like, like like i don't know like he just he just assumed i need to do this like there is there's there is a lot of women i mean it surprised me when I first came over how many prostitutes there are in Dubai. Mm. Like you walk down the street, they're everywhere. everywhere. Considering like you'd think it would be the last place. Exactly. It's crazy, it's isn't it? It's exactly. Um, like the five palm is just full. Mm. Outside, so blah, blah. What, what, what do you think of women on OnlyFans? <sighs> I think it depends what you're put, putting on it. But at the end of the day, the ones earning money are putting on yeah. everything, aren't they? Like, mm. and... I remember seeing the TV show and it was talking about, um, it was talking to some of the girls making big money on it. And a lot of them go on there because they think, oh, I'll just put, I'll put, I'll just put some raunchy photos on the stuff. Mm. But men aren't really going to be paying to see that, are they? And then they, they can go on a porn site as well. But I guess it just gets out of control. And the money being made by some of these girls is mental. Yeah. Is mental. But my opinion is like, if you're doing explicit things on there, you have to be prepared for your mother, father, future children to see that and be happy with what you're doing. Because yeah. it, will, it will, if you put it online, even if it's on a platform that's meant to be private, it can be out there. Yeah. So like, if you're going to sell your soul for that, because I think like, if you have a son or a daughter, and then that, that's, kids are fucking horrible. Like that will get shared around school. Exactly. And they'll, you know, that, that could well, make I think, that I think OnlyFans is a bit more... 
it can like you can nearly target a specific part of the world, couldn't you? I don't know. So, for an example, you could have your Instagram page and be following men from, say, Australia, and then you could put a private story on, tell them what you do, mm-hmm. and then they buy your service on that. So nobody from you seem to know a lot about this. Yeah, I have an account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, link in would the you, description. Would you ever would you ever date um, a girl that was on? Or is doing OnlyFans? Probably not, no. Again, it depends what they're doing. But if they're on OnlyFans, they're probably doing more than what they would want yeah. them to be doing. So no, yeah. I, I personally wouldn't. Yeah. And um, just something that I do want to state is, I don't sit there and say, that, like, oh, you're, you're disgusting. Like, so, like you don't know other people's, where people are coming from. No. So for an example, you could have a girl that is obviously very attractive, that comes from a poor family, will never have money for to go to college, um, she's living off scraps and you can't you do see why they do it yeah definitely 100%. you're never gonna earn that sort of money no, never so doing an I, I don't sit there and say oh that's disgusting or anything. you do what you have to do at the end of the day oh some of these girls and I, I know guys can make a lot out of it as well but a lot of these girls are living an incredible life yeah. an incredible life that literally just have to take a few pictures in the shower mm. and do a few naughty videos or whatever and they're making tens, tens of thousands of pounds every month, having to not work too much. But it opened my eyes when I watched this program on it, because I thought, right, it's just a subscription monthly, you stick on stuff. People eventually get bored. Um, but it's mad how a lot of it is like, you know, DMing, mm. getting private requests and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. Mm. Um, but it's funny as well, isn't it, how men are like, you, you wouldn't get, Men are creeps, by the way. Yeah. Remember, I <laughs> don't know. Like, this, fuckers, this, this, this story's after popping from my head. I don't know who told me. Definitely one of the girls told me. Where one man, a text her on Instagram, and he says, um, I'll pay you X amount of money if I can come over and wash your feet. Really? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want come around and wash my feet. You want <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't want anything to, be, to do with someone washing my feet in person. I wouldn't advise that. But I know numerous girls that have had people like wanting to send their used underwear. Yeah, what? One of my friends what? the other day, right, had a, had one just wanted to send their um, just want you to send their socks. Like, obviously got a foot fetish. Like, what, 50 quid? Why not? I'd send my socks for 50 quid. Why not? I don't I don't need them. It's just so odd, isn't it? So, yeah, there are some weirdos out there. I mean, sorry if, you, you know, someone listening has a fetish fair, but, like, you wouldn't get a woman, a straight woman, paying... A man for as many socks? No, I don't think you would, would you? Or even joining an OnlyFans account. Do you want my gym socks? <laughs> Maybe we should test it out, but I just can't see it happening. <laughs> Set up a stripe. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite No, I just don't see it. But only for, I mean, this day and age, it's, it's so normalised, isn't it? Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, I think that everyone's got their own human rights yeah, if they course. want. I just think a lot of people would do it and maybe not think about the consequences <clears> because I, they see all this money, of the people earning crazy money on there, but... That's the top, probably 0.1%. Yeah, of course. I bet there's a lot of people going on there, getting rooted on camera, put out there, sold their soul, and they can't reverse yeah. that. Yeah. And they don't. They probably earn 50 quid a month from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly believe probably the majority. Need to outreach. Yeah, you got to get that VA in the It's funny you say about that. You could do it, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, it's funny you say, because obviously we know people that have chosen to go on there and uh, how their strategies are now with, like, let's create the close friends... All, all the all the males and then put some 
I don't know, tell people about it, put yeah. pictures up, whatever, and then and get people in that way. But yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, yeah, it's a business at the end of the day and one that's pretty successful. That's it. Well, look, moving on from that, for <laughs> now, um, something that we wanted to discuss was our industry and the steroids yeah. situation, which is massive over here. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, there's, there's so many people out there, aren't there, that are claiming that this transformation's come from just hard work, consistency, and a, a lot of people obviously, yeah, juicing up and uh, and lying about it. Yeah, see, the thing about it is I couldn't care less about if you're on it or not. That, that doesn't stop me from judging a person. Let's make that clear. But it's the, the false narrative of... I've worked so hard six years. I've done this. I've done that, and they'll tell you their life story. Yeah, but is there any, is there anything there you're missing out on? Is <laughs> yeah, are you hundred percent sure? Because when sometimes when you look at people that are on it, if you look at a photo from two years ago, they've aged about ten years. Mm. Um, I that's what I just wanted to discuss is because it can be misleading. Because I have had guys that came to me and have a realistic goal, and and I'm dive in on why you want to achieve this and how why do you think that's impossible why do you think that's possible in a 10 week um 10 week block of training mm. when obviously they have a lot worked it on and they show me what they're actually looking at I'm like oh hold on here mate that guy's probably on gear that yeah. guy is on gear like <laughs> you don't go from having no chest overweight and then having a chest like fucking mm. mike thorsten mm. and then and rip the shreds, rip the shreds. I don't think people are really, again, like thinking about the real consequences, like to put your life at risk, which in my opinion it is, and <coughs> certainly some serious negative consequences for a little bit extra muscle. Yeah. If you haven't, especially if you're not competing or you haven't been exactly. training for a long, long exactly. time. Exactly. That's it. it. Like if you're competing, it's a total different. Mm. You probably have stuff. to, to even have yeah, a chance. You have to, it's simple as that. But if you're just doing it because you think you're going to, it's going to make you, say, a better coach or you think that you need it for status. Because, like, we all have insecurities about our body, yeah? But obviously men do it is because what I gather, and I've spoke to people about this in the past, is they want they want to go on it because they want to look big and buff on a night out. Yeah, probably. And then they're big and buff on a night out, but they're also taking... I think a lot of it's just being lazy. And, yeah, it takes fucking years to build considerable muscle. But I think like people that are new to training and they jump on it, it's just so naive. Yeah, You're going to get such good results <coughs> anyway. There's an insecurity there as well. It's not just mm. a matter. It, 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 there is an insecurity in there as well. Like, why do you want to get bigger? Yeah. What's the, what's, the, what's the motive behind that? Yeah, true. And it is, it is an ego thing, isn't it, for sure? But so do you think if you were, if you were on it and your business is about body transformations do you think you would you would openly do it or would you ignore it see this is the thing i do understand the situation i understand why people don't because it does like yeah. for an example if you have a big following and you're a coach and you deny at the start that you're on it you're not really going to come out and say i'm on it now because it could tarnish i'm sure business, it probably would yeah tar- depending on the client you're coaching now if you're just coaching I think it's okay if it's men that are in like gym, you know, gym heads. Mm. You know what I mean? They're always in the gym. I'm not talking about people that just come into the looking to get fit and stuff like that. What about yourself? For me, like people always ask me about this. Like I would never do it because one, 
I, I train for, for health. And for me, the body that I want, like my ideal is just a better version of what I've got now. Mm. It's not being massive and jacked. Mm. And I don't really want my bollocks to shrink to the size of marbles either. Mm. And uh, all the acne that you can potentially get because mm. of that testosterone imbalance and whatnot. Um, if, I was to, if, I, if I was on it, I've always said, because I'm an extremely honest person, I would say, yeah, I would. But the more and more you think about it, you think if you've got a business, it, it, I'm sure it wouldn't do it much good, would it? Mm. So, mate, mate, I don't know. I could, I don't know if, if I would or not. Mm. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I'd just suddenly go out there. Yeah, I've jumped on juice, but it's hard if you're if you are something to then just publicly lie, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. It's still a grey area, isn't it? Mm. In the industry, but there's there's certainly a lot of people on it. I mean, I I, I competed not in bodybuilding but in men's men's physique twice. And I remember thinking, right, well, it's men's physique. It's not bodybuilding. It's just who's the ri- who's most ripped. And I got as shredded as I could possibly get. I turned up and I was dwarfed by these guys that were talking about the cycles they're on. They're juiced <laughs> up. They're like 20 kilos heavier than me mm. for the same height. And uh, and, and I just re- and then I realised, like, even at that level, like, everyone's take, taking it. Would you consider hormone replacement therapy when you get later on see i don't know a lot next year (laughs) (laughs) getting closer to 40 but i i i only really know about that really from joe rogan what he said and i can see now how that could be beneficial yeah of course especially when you're still training you still want to preserve muscle or not i don't see i mean that could probably be a good again i don't know anything about it but i imagine when testosterone levels are plummeting like that doing something like that bringing them back to a, a natural good level mm. is probably beneficial for you right mm. and certainly energy levels and stuff mm. so maybe one day i'll say probably not too long the way i'm the way i'm going now <laughs> but yeah we'll see so what 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 is your kind of goal with regards to your own training like what is the reason you train and what are you looking to sort of get yeah from so I've, I've i've actually just took back an old coach of mine um so it's just to tidy up my physique a bit to be honest um and then just go in and just add some lean tissue mass um that's what that's what i just like i said with training for me it's just a part of life now isn't it it's just like i don't like obviously that's why you have to be understandable when you're coaching clients it's not like me and you where you just train doesn't matter how we feel we just train yeah and we kind of enjoy it don't so we? i enjoy i enjoy the feeling i get from it um and mentally as well like sometimes i'm could be stressed and then go and do a session you're like thank god i done that and then it just yeah. just makes it feel good as well what about yourself? See, I've, I'm not someone that's ever suffered w- with poor mental health, but I actually think that is largely due to the fact I've always been engaging in exercise, whether it be sports, yeah. the gym, stuff like that. Um, for, for me, though, I have noticed if I do go a few days without, I start to, my mood is definitely less. Yeah. And I, I'm always going to feel better when I'm, when I'm training. Yeah. And a lot of that is obviously to how it makes you look. Of course. Um, but for me, yeah, still very much train for appearance i like to feel good i like to i like to from my opinion look look better i like to be leaner Mm. because it makes me feel good um but just i think there's something about i think i think every guy and i know everyone's doesn't have the same 24 hours everyone's busy blah blah some people have family kids i think everyone should be going in the every guy especially should be going in the gym Mm. whether it be once a week to or four times a week yeah of course they should be they should be training they should they should be like looking after the health they should be stronger yeah Whereas a lot, a lot of men are, are not, and they, they they know a lot of. I mean, I've I've trained um, a lot of females over the time, and they are stronger than their 
than their husbands. Mm. Like, and uh, they've told me about this, how they couldn't lift this, but oh no, mind yourself. And she's gone and done it and lifted the bloody telly herself. Like at the end of the day, like, I think as a bloke, you should be lifting weights. You yep. should be strong. You should be fit. And, and everyone, male or females, should be looking after their health. There's a real priority. Yeah. And I think the problem with a lot of people is they don't value their health. Yeah. Exactly. You, you, you said there you didn't have many, you didn't have any mental issues growing up. Mm. Was there any part of your life where you felt a bit, where am I going in terms of? Just a bit lost yeah. with vision. Lost, yeah. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> probably. Um, I felt very lost actually when I left sixth form because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Like my dad, going back to what we said at the start, my dad said to me, I oh, want you like be an electrician or a plumber. Like really you know, good money. It's always in demand. I would have fucking hated it. Absolutely hate it. And, and I was really into sports. I was like, right, sports coaching is a thing or a PE teacher. Mm. And then I went to I went to college solely to really try and find out what the fuck I wanted to do. So I was definitely lost with my long term vision then. And then yeah, college. My lecturer actually, Gav. So big shout out to Gav. Was a legend. We got on really well. Uh, he went to Chichester University, and he's like, "You're very sociable, and you're actually smart when you put your mind to it. You should go to uni." And I thought, I've, I've. I, I like sport. If I go and do a sports degree, maybe I can get into sports coaching or obviously PE teacher. Mm. So I did a sport and exercise science, which would have then given me a, a chance to do one year and become a PE teacher. And that's when I actually got into the gym, was really at university properly. And uh, and that's when, when I left uni, uni, I had an option to either do my PCGC, what do you call it, PGCE, and be a teacher, doing one year's qualification, mm, mm. or um, work... Um, doing a GTP which is then you work while you're then uh, qualifying a lot of lot of work mm. and then um, I decided that I didn't really have a passion for that and I transformed my physique and was, was was really into the gym at that point so then I was like right I'm gonna work in the gym I'd like to better do this and uh, and coach other people and mm. and that's where it led on obviously to PT and then online yeah, coaching as well so I definitely felt a little bit lost then. I definitely felt lost when I ended that long-term relationship. Hence why I was like, went, wanted to go traveling because yep. I've been working, slaving away. And I'm a little bit lost here. I've always wanted to travel. Uh, and that's when I then thought, well, I'm happy to even quit this to yep. go traveling. If they're not going to let me go away for more than two weeks, um, then I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, they're probably the two points in my life where I felt pretty lost. And I think that's perfectly normal. Everyone never yeah, has a course. clear vision. What about you? Yeah, I was lost. I was definitely lost. I was definitely lost in from eighteen to probably twenty five. Just really? doing the same thing, no purpose. Um, no, I never had depression or anything like that. But I had times where in my life I'm like, this is it. Is this all? Like, go to work, mm. go on the drink, go back into work, repeat. And I was like, this is horrible. So when I start reevaluating my life and looked at what I actually value. And what I wanted to do with my life, one, like you, training and coaching people, and two, being in a country that is obviously warm. I always wanted to be in a warm country. Mm, I same. just wanted, that's all I wanted. Yeah, f f what would you say that your, your your values are now then? What is the most important thing in your life? Most important thing in my life is, that's a good question. Um. See, it's very easy to say I just want to be happy, yeah? It's very easy to just say... What do you think makes say, you happy? 
the, the life I'm currently living now, being mm. in the sun, training, um, like I, I can I cannot, obviously there's parts of my life I still want to improve, want to be a bit more productive in certain areas, but the life I'm living right now is absolutely what I've dreamt of since I'm being 18, 19, 20, because I did go traveling before when I was like, I think I was 19, I moved to Australia. Um, I always wanted to move away and try something different. I actually moved to Australia when I was 19 and I was meant to go for, say, a year or two, left after 10 days. Did you? Why? Yeah, just homesick. Um, yeah. A guy that I went over to at the time, I was meant to work with him. He left, he had issues, um, personal issues. He left and I was like, wow, I'm on my own now. Mm. I remember walking around at 19 in Australia thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I was so scared. Um, and I, I always remember this because before I went away, I remember saying to my mates, I don't, like, I don't really want to go on away party or anything like that just in case I come home. Um, and end up, there was end up a big gathering in, in the local pub and came off for 10 days and the abuse I got for coming home for 10 days. I, thought, I bought you a pint there because you're going away. Yeah. I got that for ages, but... Then I kind of set back into a routine in Ireland again. I was happy to be home. And then I just felt lost again. I was like, what am I doing here? And mm. that went on for way too long until I just had the balls really to say, oh, fuck this, fuck this. Going to do what I want to do. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just figure it out along the way. So I it's literally the best. the best thing I could advise yeah. anybody on is just go with it. Whatever yeah. you want to do, go. What What is, like as we said about a half an hour ago, what is... What's the downsides? What's the worst that could happen? What, exactly. Literally, what's going to what's, go, what's back. go back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, it was the big thing for me coming into this industry was if it didn't work out, I could just go back. Simple yeah, as that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what holds most people back. And we and we could all watch motivational quotes on Instagram. We can all say this, but it is hard to take that leap. I get that. Yeah. Um, but especially for younger people, if you haven't got a family, you haven't got kids, like really there is absolutely nothing stopping you yeah. like you say you can go there and it can just turn out to be an extended holiday you can come back and that's the way i look at anything now like we're always going to regret what we don't do more than what we do mm, exactly and if you go and that's that's the only reason i went to university actually when my lecturer was like go and do it and i was like God, he's like oh you, you have to do a lot of because i was extremely shy even mm. at that age at 18 like my biggest fear was public speaking yeah yeah and he's oh. like oh you have to do like you might have to do a lot of presentations in front of people i was like fuck I've, that oh like, presentation I, the I, worst thing i done one when i was about 23 i was in this group it's called being nice like it because i was doing sales so i was only like 22 23 and all these people are like 40 50s and you just do your networking and then you try and get leads from each other. And I remember I had to do a presentation. Oh my God. I remember going up on, I was doing a presentation. It was shocking. It was only like four slides. I got up there and I looked down. I was like, oh, I nearly fainted. Yeah. And the presentation you're meant to do, it has to be um, between a minimum, a minimum five minutes. And I can't, it's like between five and 10 minutes. You can't go over 10 minutes because other people doing them. My, my presentation lasts 90 seconds. Yeah. So I just sat down and I was like, Get me out. It really stopped me going. Yeah. The experience of doing it, like, honestly, I didn't think at the time, the confidence I gained just from mm -hmm. that experience alone. So, yeah. But back to when you say what makes me happy, I'll tell you what actually makes me happy. Waking up in the morning, going for a walk, Your coffee. grabbing my coffee, <laughs> training clients, sitting out in the sun. Yeah. Boom. Bosh. The, what about yourself? The sun makes a hell of a difference. I always lived for summer and then we'd get around and some summers we'd have the most 
shocking summer. We get about five days of sun all summer. And I, I, I used to obviously, well, like a lot of people do, they live for their one week holiday a year or so, don't they? Mm. And that's what the realisation when I come to Dubai, I think you've got living in a hot country, you kind of take the sun for granted, but you don't have to spend every waking minute in the sun when it finally pops out. I remember like people take sick days at home, don't they, when it's a hot day because <laughs> they want to sit out in the garden. But the difference in mood being in the sun, which is why I advise everyone uh, and clients that do suffer with their mental health, get yourself outdoors. Now, whether it's sunny or not, 100%. you've got to take yourself away from screens, you've got to get some fresh air. And if you can embark on regular exercise, you will be hundred times. Exactly. I just said this to you the other day where I was, I was doing a bit of work in the morning. I was like, oh, I just feel horrible today. And I literally went down on a walk and I was like, whoa, feel it. Change. 10 times better yeah. just it was literally just like that one in five minutes boom yeah yeah so yeah for, for, for me like the just take that leap was the reason why i went to university it's the it's the reason why i'm he, even here now from dubai mm. and i put this on my instagram the other days everything the best things that have happened to me is when i've taken Shit. a fair risk yeah. like i had a i had a full pt diary earning good money um and I had to kind of give that up to, to take the plunge online and to move out here. But, you know, the best thing I ever did, mm. hands down. And like you say, it's hard to look back now, isn't it? Like mm. living this lifestyle in Dubai, um, you can't really imagine going back to your old life anymore, no can chance. you? Like I, I went home in September, first time in a year. I was going to do a month at home and I literally done five days. I was like, oh, I need to go now. Yeah. I really, I like great seeing my, my mates, seeing my family. But after that, I'm being like... Higher. That's why I, only, I did only one week at home this Christmas, just gone instead of two weeks the year before, because it, it was too much. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong, great seeing family for that time, but the weather out here is perfect that time of year, and I just yeah. wanted to get back. Yeah, get back here, get that routine back, and and just everyone's so negative back That's at home. It. it seems. Well, there is a part of me because I still have my grandparents as well. And it's a bit like. Probably only see them once a year now, yeah. and that's that's a bit shit. Um, because I don't want to like say tr say further down the line, and somebody passes at home, it's like could have made the effort of being home more mm. or bring them over to me. So that kind of still plays on my mind a bit. I think it's the only downside. It's literally the only down family. downside yeah. is if something happened, you're like, should I really spent like going home for a week? Should I spend more time? Should I get them over here? So that's the only thing I would say. That, that's that's why I, I definitely make a commitment to either like fly my mum out here maybe once a year but to go home two or three times a year because I remember seeing this this thing on social media and it was saying like you know how old is how old are your parents say x say 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 60 for example 80 maybe being the standard lifetime if you're mm. if you see them once a year that's 20 occasions you're going to see your parents yeah it's that's scary, scary. When you that way and I remember once someone I, someone I know here as a coach who is very, very driven with his work, he said that he's not going home for Christmas because he's, he's, he's on a good run with work. Yeah, it's a fine balance. What, so you're going to not see your family? I don't think that's a good balance no. at all. That's what I'm saying. You need, fine, but you, need, yeah. you need a fine balance. You need a fine... There's a fine balance where you're doing too much. That's why I'd always go home for Christmas because mm. like, we have a big... I've got a big family and my dad's side is especially a large family. We have a great meet-up on Boxing Day. Have such a laugh, um, have some drinks, play some games, mm. and the, the, these like my cousins and stuff. I get them really well with. I only really see them once or twice a year, really. Mm. Mm. So like that, that for me, like it's worth paying for the flight. It's worth going home and uh, and the time and energy put into it, hundred percent, just for that one day alone. 
and then like yeah to see see my mom and family i'm very close to my mom so yeah for me i think you have to sometimes put it in perspective don't you yeah of course for sure well thank <laughs> you very much for chatting today it's been great having you in it's it's, it's flown nicely yeah definitely. um and we've got everything we wanted to kind of say for a first episode so Pleasure, mate. um thanks again and thanks for listening to the to the first episode and we'll Brilliant, see you in the next one